0: Hey y'all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, I'm here with Jonathan. Hey, hey y'all. And we are joined by the esteemed Alan Dunford. How you doing, Alan?
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Here and that's go. it, that's
1: my intro. That's all I got. It's perfect. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: like> it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are very familiar with Alan. Alan's been on the show plenty of times at this point. And, uh, but he's the writer for Poka or Horse and Hell. And he's going to be talking to us at the end of the show about Horse and the Hell 2 coming out. Can you right now kind of give us a breakdown of the story and what we can expect?
1: Yeah, um, for, for those of you who don't know, and that's probably everybody, my name's Alan. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm a comic book writer. Uh, like Frank said, I work on *Pocus Hocus, Grandma Chainsaw, Horse and Hell, a couple other things. But uh, Horse and Hell is our next campaign that we have coming out. It launches Tuesday, so by the time you're hearing this, we're already live. We're funded and I think we've already made about 300000 dollars at this point. Oh, cool. Well, I'm yeah, glad you're on okay. the show just yeah. to hang out then. That's good. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so no. I don't know. I'm not gonna say no, that. No, I was gonna mess yeah. around with that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Hopefully, you know, hopefully we're funded uh, by the time you guys are hearing this. Uh, but you know, if not, hey, check it out anyway, right? But uh Horse in Hell follows the story about a a pink rabbit from hell that was a general in hell's army who one day gets plucked out of hell by a magician who happened to sell his soul and that's the story <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's exactly it yeah there's nothing you missed yeah. um
0: it's crazy as you'd expect uh this one the artist on this is kit right mm-hmm.
1: okay yeah, yeah kit wallace does the art for this yeah he um kit's been with us since the beginning uh horace is actually a spinoff series of our uh first series pocus hocus but you don't need to read pocus to understand what's going on here we we tried to uh I guess, give enough breadcrumbs to where it makes sense yeah. without reading it. But Kit was with us since issue one of Pocus because he's been doing variant covers for us. And Kit was just kind of the uh, the catalyst for wanting to tell this story. And he just seemed like the right fit for it. And we've been having a blast working on this thing.
0: That's so cool. I love his art style, too. It's very Saturday yeah. morning cartoon. It's mm-hmm. great. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into our question of the week. Uh, what sci-fi gadget would you guys want to bring into real life? Jonathan, let's start with you. What sci-fi gadget are you using?
2: So I'm already going to cheat a little bit because a gadget, I think, kind of implies that you can throw it in your pocket. Yeah, no, this isn't something you can throw in your pocket, but I want transporter technology. I think transporter technology is kind of what made the replicator. So either way, I think transporting is uh, a much more, a uh, transport is a much more valuable uh, technology. And I mean, I'm lazy. I don't like driving. I just want to be somewhere I and not have to move back, you know. Uh, spend all the time traveling so i think be, it would like just
0: transport it right to the theater seat like oh my god that would be so right? wonderful and it would just like
2: <laughs> it can be utilized in so many other technologies it would be insane yeah. so for sure that'd be my favorite
1: alan what do you got man um well so whenever i heard gadget i didn't think pocket sized either i just thought uh i thought contraption from a sci-fi yeah. movie man i'm taking the delorean Ooh, nice yeah. That's a good yeah. one. We're going to go back <laughs> to the future, guys. Let's go.
0: <laughs> God, I watch those movies so much. I love them so yeah. much. Uh, you're not the only one. We have three people agreeing with you on the DeLorean. Rebel 27 is one of them. Uh, Howard Knight says the ring from Green Lantern. I didn't think about that as a sci-fi gadget, but it's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that that that's, that's a good one. Here we go, John. This is for you. Dave uh, with a flower symbol. A replicator. And there we go. Yeah. I think that's nice. That's probably my pick, too, is replicator. <laughs> and um can we just take the phone booth from doctor who does that count that does a lot of lot for you yeah nobody mentioned that by the way and i was like that kind of does like a super delorean
1: i guess yeah
0: (laughs) and then lastly uh we all the scuttlebutt which i love the name lightsaber just a classic Mm -hmm. lightsaber it's a good one that seemed like the easy out
1: right because i think that's what we all thought we're like uh it's okay it's kind of like you don't want to wear the same dress to a party that, that one of your friends is wearing so then yeah. I didn't want to say lightsaber because I assumed one of you guys was going to say lightsaber.
0: <laughs> have you, I don't know, this is kind of off topic now at this point, but have you guys seen the Rick and Morty where uh, Morty gets a lightsaber? I have no. not. Just real quick, he drops it completely vertically. And like, since nothing really stops the lightsaber, it just is going to hit the core. And so yeah, it's a race right. to stop the lightsaber from hitting the core and blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so Rick and Morty. <laughs> uh,
2: what, what would your pick be, Frank? Replicator for sure. Oh, oh okay. my God, yeah. And then I kind of replicate everything you guys just said. <laughs> We're <good>. uh, so <laughs> online too, I found a list of of uh, like sci-fi tech that we actually have created in our time that we have nowadays. Mm-hmm. Which some of them are a bit of a stretch, but I'm going to go through a few of them anyways. Uh, like universal translators from Star Trek, we have Google Translate. That's, that's we, true. You can even translate your words as you speak them, which is pretty awesome. Uh, Holograms, jet Jetpack, uh, jetpacks, robot assistance which we got like Roombas and uh, Alexa devices. So it yeah, kind of a stretch. Self-lacing shoes. Nike just released them like back to the are future. real? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. I, I think it's more of a gimmick than anything. I, I don't think it's practical, but, um, uh, video calls like we see in a lot of shows, uh, uh, bionic limbs. We are effectively producing bionic limbs. It's not, you know, widespread, yeah. but it's working so far. They're getting really uh, good though. Yeah. And, uh, tablets, tablets are in a lot of early sci-fi movies or, yeah. you know, a a screen that you carry around a monitor that you can hold and and use like a newspaper kind of thing. But yeah, we yeah. we actually use so those all A lot of screen
0: touchscreen like wasn't thought of for a very long time. So a lot of that like <laughs> Star Wars is like no touch screens. You know it's all yeah. the like, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Let's get into the news. We're starting off with a ton of Marvel stuff. Marvel went crazy. So we're gonna go with the fantastic forecasting we have Pedro Pascal going to be playing Mr. Fantastic. We've got Vanessa Kirby going to be playing uh, the Invisible Woman, Joseph Quinn, the Human Torch, and even Moss Backrack. I've said his name wrong a hundred times, but he's from the bear. Uh, he's going to be playing the thing.
1: What do you think about this casting? Give it to me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this was one of those casting decisions. Like you see it and you're like, all right, I'm on board. Yeah. And honestly, <laughs> with the internet being such a volatile place, especially with the uh, how sensitive uh superhero movies are right now and we'll get yeah. into that later. Man, I didn't see anything negative about this at all. You're right. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you think Marvel is just kind of trying to like like, let's find people that look like the comic
1: book versions just so that we can just score an easy one? Um yeah, you know, I mean I, I think that there's a healthy balance with casting that and there's also healthy balance with casting and who who can we cast that no one would be mad about? Yeah. Yeah. and pedro Pascal, i mean come on yeah. the guys on top of the world right now he could do no wrong right totally yeah and it's a yeah.
2: safe bet for them because they've worked with him you know marvel kind of knows him his acting mm-hmm. and stuff like it same with uh with even he was on um gosh what was that of the show um and he was on a, a mm-hmm. three, three oh, episodes plus Andor, i think yeah Oh snap! Remember that, okay, they were. Uh, I I don't think it was the prison break. One, I love but it, were, but all I remember is the jailbreak. Hiking on the side, of <laughs> yeah. 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 Remember the, like hiking on the side of a mountain, and yeah, and Andor is being kind of included into this posse that he didn't really know, and so oh, okay. yeah, I remember that. the one of the posse that didn't trust him. Uh, That's dope. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's good. and Joseph Quinn. He was so good in uh, Stranger Things. It, it'll be cool to see. Yeah. him in this. I agree with that. He's the
0: only one that I think. Like, I normally think of Human Torch as a little bit cocky, and I don't know if he could play the cocky role as much. But mm-hmm. there might be something that he could add to the world that we haven't seen before that's going to be nice, you know? Yeah. And then from the art that we got from this thing is all from a Valentine's Day uh, announcement. It looks yeah. very 60s. Is there a possibility mm-hmm. this thing takes place in the 60s and we see some sort of time jump to catch up with everybody else? And Didn't they? Is there I thought they said there? that
1: there was. Yeah, I thought they said this place was, it was taken back a little bit more. I think it's more of a retro look. Okay. I know that yeah. they were going to be writing this like a Star Trek. Mm-hmm. They were saying. Uh, the
0: the director for this and everything. Uh, I just wasn't sure if they were like literally going to go mm-hmm. for the '60s and then somehow do a time jump. You know,
1: I I think so. I mean, Grant, what 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 do I know? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, none, yeah, none of us. And and yeah. frankly, it would be nice to kind of
0: fresh air, not connected to anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see a hint of Shield in the background. We don't even really need to, but it could be. That would be really nice to kind of have something fresh like that. Yeah, like that idea.
2: Yeah, if it connects to anybody, maybe Howard Stark is starting his his research or something like that but it's not yeah. tied in with everything else that we know so far.
0: Yeah, maybe see Pedro get off the phone he's like ah oh, Howard's always asking questions. That would be yeah. a really cool little like <laughs> nod.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, then we had some reports. So so these are rumors, you know, we're going to be like escalating and like ah, I don't know wish. So keep that in mind. Uh, Galactus is sounding like he's going to be the big bad and it sounds like they're aiming for Javier Bardem as the top choice. Javier Bardem could do literally anything I'm going to watch that movie. Yeah, and I think he has the gravitas of a Galactus. What else has he been
2: been in? I don't recognize the name. No, oh, no, no, I was going to say oh, no. That's for Old right. Man. That's right. I yeah. saw. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, because he's got that kind of foreboding, like personality. He's very yeah. He just like, takes he up the, the whole screen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that'd be good. I think that's a good yeah. cast. Yeah.
0: He's doing Dune right now too. He's the yeah, leader of the that's Fremen. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh man, and and Dune too. that's coming out like any day, right? Uh, Yeah, we got to do an episode about that too. So, yeah, that's coming up soon. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But yeah, I think that's a good casting. That'd be cool. I just wonder how they're going to do Galactus. Is he going to be like we've seen in in the comics? Isn't he just like, you know, humanoid body, but just ginormous?
0: I think that might have been what they were testing out in Eternals. See how ridiculous we thought it was. And then they're like, well, it was, but (laughs) we still got to do Galactus. It's going to be like a
2: a shapeshifter that changes size, takes a human form to be on Earth, and Uh. then becomes this giant. Planet-eating monster that isn't a humanoid shape. I think I wouldn't want to see a giant humanoid, you know, entity in space. I kind of think just seems too ridiculous.
0: Uh, we have to have Galactus in full size. I can't imagine them trying to toy with that. That would be one of those things where it stops people in their tracks.
2: Yeah, I can't imagine them messing with that. The old Silver Surfer movie that came out—that was Galactus as well, right? That he served. That's always who he served, <laughs> yeah. right? So that I think that was a pretty good depiction of him, where it's just like this giant, dark, like a bunch of asteroids together, kind of that are traveling through space and it just kind of he does have a void that opens but he didn't have like a yeah. human body or face but it would just was well, that did... the
0: case I, I could have swore I saw I remember his like helmet poking out or something like that but yeah maybe you're right
2: I don't think so yeah I think just it was just an endless
0: void thing yeah what do you think about that Alan what do you think about Galactus
1: and Javier Bardem I'm surprised that they didn't do Galactus before Kang mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know because that was honestly that's where I thought like the natural transgression was going to go um, yeah. but they they did not do that and I was very yeah. surprised by that.
0: Especially by popularity. Like, Gal- mm-hmm. Galactus is up there with Thanos, you know. So you can oh. yeah, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, so again, like I said, that was my first thought. Like, whenever they announced all that stuff, I was like, oh, okay, cool. So we're doing, we're going to have Galactus after, you know, we get Thanos and then, no. Nah. <laughs> King. Like, yeah. All right, let's rock.
0: And then we have sure. the Silver Surfer. Now, this is where they might try out some different casting, which I, I, I'm cool with this. Yeah, I but, heard Jonathan, female Silver Surfer. Mention, that's what we're talking about Is a female server mm-hmm. surfer and the Jonathan, who are you saying you think the silver surfer was they were They were talking about based off rumors.
2: Oh gosh. I can't remember now. Okay. I think we it's talked Anna about Taylor it joy. If I remember. Oh, that's thing. right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anna Taylor joy. And which I think, I mean, I really like her ever since I'm um, sure everyone else saw it in Queens Gambit. Uh, but she was also in that, uh, X-Men and yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the young mutants New or whatever mutant. it was. Yeah, New, New mutants. mutants. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought that was good. She was my favorite character in that <laughs> movie too and then They're it, it about kinda, to erase
0: that movie. So I don't have to worry about that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I know that's a shame, but <laughs> um, I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, like we kind of talked about before silver surfer to me always seemed like a, like a non-gendered entity anyways, like some kind of mm-hmm. alien that doesn't have one or the other. But then you, you explained the origin really did come from a, a male humanoid alien that, you know, yeah. was turned into this entity. So it's like, okay, so it does have a, originally a gender, but I don't think there's anything wrong with changing it to a female in the story. Like, Sure, a lot of okay. people probably complain about it, but oh, I don't man. think it'll be too bad.
0: I'm fully on board with it, but yeah, I I, I could totally see that. Um, I I don't I know that there's always something to complain about, but I think mm-hmm. changing it to a woman, it might even make it a little bit more of a nurture aspect that they could try to lean in on, like she's trying to save her kids. You know, like they, if they're trying to play with like tropes, because it sounds like a lot of this is going to be trope based, which is
2: mm-hmm. the mm-hmm.
0: success in movies. Um, then you would probably do that, like she has to save her kids which probably plays better than a male character unfortunately that's just how things are um and yeah silver surfer is a great character that i mean can lead you into the cosmic world so well so it's good to get somebody like anya taylor joy who's a really good actress who's Mm -hmm. already been vetted by the internet you know we're not going to get a kang situation so i think this is a good choice yeah
2: though to be fair i think they've been trying to overdo the whole female lead thing that they like we saw with madam webb was just too much of it every seems like every movie that's come out recently it's all about like a oh, what was the other one i tried watching the, like oh the uh the marvels it's like i understand what you guys are trying to go for but maybe kind of slow down or don't make it so so forward you know like if you want to switch it to a female that's fine but you can't do that with like every movie that you make you have to have you know a little balance so just don't make it too heavy-handed
0: to push back on that, Jonathan, I do think it's important that Marvel shows their hand and says, like, because there was a time when we were saying, where's the Black Widow movie? You guys don't have any women lead movies. Phase one, nothing. And so I do think that there is a level of catch up that they need to do. Um, but you still have to put the same quality that we would expect out of anything else. Mm-hmm. And after you watch Madam Web, you're going to say the Marvels is not a bad movie. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think, I think there's definitely a place. I think what it really comes down to is we need... Really good actors and a well written role because sometimes these roles are just not well written, and I think Miss Marvel and and that's going to be a really good way to go. But I think Captain Marvel might be finding finding the end of her storyline. But yeah, I think Marvel should be doing this. It just has to be done correctly.
2: Yeah, you think maybe they're putting less money and like time and writing and stuff like that for female roles because like She Hulk was another one that that seems like it would have been pretty fun and cool, and then it kind of at least nobody liked it. Or it was you know kind of a flop.
0: Well, as, as a reminder, Marvel's changing its strategy as of like the beginning of this year, really. And so there was a time where it was all about let's make this huge timeline that ties movies and TV shows together. So you have to be subbed to Disney Plus. And so that was their idea just put out so much content that all has to be tied together. They have now changed their ways and they're going to be scaling back on things. We're going to talk about that here in a second too. Um, they're scaling back on things making sure things are a little bit more grounded. And in that sense, that's where you don't necessarily need to pump out of Marvel's. You could have had a really great Monica Rambeau storyline or something like that that like lets things breathe and really gets to explore the character. Miss Marvel is a good movie or a good series. It's just that it needs to be probably given a little more time in the editing bay. Like if you take the middle section of that movie, put it at the beginning, it's great. Or a series. I keep saying movie. But yeah. 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 Uh while we're talking about Marvel's new grounded approach, uh, they there are rumors that are from pretty good resources. Um, saying that Marvel and Sony are now working together on making Spider-Man 4 with Tom Holland, so it's been confirmed. And, and this is from uh, Daniel Rickman, who's a, is a solid source. The problem is is that Sony's wanting to go full multiverse, try to bring in Venom at some point, Madam Web, Kraven, that whole crew, Well, Marvel's like, no, 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 we're, we're in the middle of backing away from our multiverse decision. We want to go ground level, and they specifically want to bring in Kingpin.
1: Which side are you going with on this, Alan? I am afraid that sometimes you can have too much of a good thing. And yeah. I I think that Spider-Man homecoming was, or sorry, not calling. Uh, what was the most recent one? No way um, home. So, thank you. No way home. Um, I think that with that approach and they saw how successful it was and like, they really captured the nostalgia of everything, dude, I, I think that they're, they're going to play their hand too much. Yeah. And they're going to revert back and they're like, hey, remember how much you guys love that movie? It's like, yeah, well, it just worked really well in the vacuum because that was what we needed at that time. Yeah. Now they're like, hey, we're going to do it again. You're going to like it. You're going to spend another billion dollars because <laughs> you guys are all stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, you know, as much as I want to see all them back on the screen, like I just want it to make sense. Mm-hmm. I, I want it to flow, flow. And I don't know, man, it's uh it's a slippery slope. I, I think that a lot of these superhero movies are going down because um, they're not making as much money as they were. So now it's like, well, what was making us money? Oh, yeah. When we brought in Toby Maguire, like, that was great. Yeah. You know, so.
0: Sony specifically called out bringing back the old Spider-Man again and stuff like that. But I think the idea of bringing them back again takes away a lot of the specialness from the first one. And I don't know about you guys, but I know we have Secret Wars on the horizon. And so I know that there's going to be that end game level movie coming up where everybody's on screen again. And I'm kind of like, don't do anything close to that until we're at that point. So we could try to capture that big 10 year punch that the first Infinity Saga had. It won't be the same, but let's try to get close to that. So if but if they keep doing these multi-build Spider-Man movies, it's not going to feel that good. And hopefully we can avoid that.
2: And Kingpin was really good in Echo. So I think it'd be cool to keep, you know, Pushing his storyline and bring Spider-Man down to, to the regular city ground level like he's supposed to be, right? He's been kind of bluffed up and brought up to be a yeah. superhero across the galaxy with all the other Marvel heroes. But that's not who he's supposed to be your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. So well, at some fed. point he's got to come back back to the ground. Also, I'm sure they are well aware of the fact that Spider-Man is supposed to be like a teenager and Tom Holland's he's... aging out of that range pretty quick. So there's only so they can continue with this character unless they are changing the character in the process
0: well they're probably i mean the, the thing on that then, is in the comic books he's not a teenager for very long it's just mm-hmm. that in every de- de- depiction of him, they keep going back to that because there's not i, I personally think because there's not a lot of kid mm-hmm. uh relatable superheroes so they're like well let's keep using spider-man mm-hmm. it, eventually like in the 80s he's at nightclubs with like eddie murphy and stuff like that he, <laughs> he ages out of it quickly
2: yeah okay okay <laughs>
0: But I do like that idea of him being a ground level hero because one of the best things about Spider-Man is first off, he seems like he can be beaten and mm-hmm. it's just him in New York protecting his streets. And that's, yeah. you know, he is definitely the biggest and best version of like a Daredevil or a Lucas, Luke Cage. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're, I think you're 100% right on that.
2: And what would be kind of cool is you have some, some heroes like uh, the Punisher who kind of teeter yeah. over that, that line of, you know, uh, morality a lot. And it'd be cool to oh, see yeah, a whole hero.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
2: it'd be cool to see a whole season uh, or run or series or something where, you know, they're fighting each other where he's trying to straighten that or daredevil. Maybe daredevil goes a little too far and he's actually killing the bad guys more often than not. And Spider-Man has Mm -hmm. to correct that. And so, you know, we get to see the ground level hero, but over, you know, arcs like that, where he's kind of, there's other heroes that he's with and against. And it'd be kind of, I don't know. That'd be fun.
0: I yeah I can't imagine how Tom Holland would react to somebody like Punisher. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting to see because we've seen it with people like Iron Man who literally Damn. put his life on the line to just die. You know, for everybody, mm-hmm. Punisher sure would do that, but I wouldn't guarantee that he's going to do that. Like Endgame version of Iron Man. Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. really good idea. Yeah. Uh, the last rumor, and then we'll get into the trailer, Jonathan. Uh, Henry Cavill has been has apparently accepted a role from the MCU, and. They said it's not going to be it sounds like it's not going to be Century or anything like that. They were originally saying, oh, is it Dr. Doom? It's not Dr. Doom. Don't worry about that." Um, is there anything in particular? I think Captain Britain's kind of the safe one because he said he wanted to play Captain Britain. Is there anything you guys can see Henry Cavill taking the mantle of? I really don't know. Like,
1: I would honestly like to see him in a villain role. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, you know, we, we've seen what he can do as you know, you know, heroes. And like, he was Superman, for God's sakes. And then he he played Geralt in the Witcher, you know, which was another different range for him. I I would just love to see him as a villain. Yeah. I would even be cool with him as Galactus. (laughs)
0: Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) That was also part of the rumors, but then they said that, uh, that was part, well, that's where the rumor came from. Like, has has
1: he been offered the Galactus
0: role? And he's like, nobody accepted a different one. And so I was like, okay, so we know he's not Galactus. That's the one thing we do know. Uh, Yeah. I, I, I want him in the MCU because what I like about him is he cares about what he's working on so much. Mm-hmm. Like the passion he has for Warhammer. I have never played Warhammer. I can't afford to play the minis version of Warhammer. Yeah. Holy cow. But the way he talks about it, it makes you excited to see it. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that he's running a Warhammer project like that,
1: oh my God. That's gonna oh, be sick. Oh yeah, so I cool. can't wait for the Warhammer project, man. That's gonna be yeah. sick. <laughs> have you yeah. gotten into Warhammer at all, Alan? Um, so I did get into Warhammer for a little bit, but the issue with Warhammer is like you said. Warhammer is a very expensive hobby and Warhammer is not a convenient hobby because there's a lot that you have to do with it. Like, but Warhammer is wild because there's so many different facets of it. Like there's people that don't even play Warhammer, but they just enter painting competitions. Yeah. It's just such a strange, (laughs) strange bird, but yeah, yeah, man, no, it's, it's cool. But yeah, the lore with Warhammer is wild too. Is it really? Okay. We might have to bring you on to talk about that
0: once we get yeah. closer <laughs> up,
1: because <laughs> I'm so. We're gonna pour everyone
0: to tears. Oh, i will be in the... I'll be excited yeah. for it. <laughs> so uh, I'm
2: Jonathan. sure. You, I'm sure you guys have. Oh yeah, moving on. I'm sure you guys yeah. have uh, seen it, but we got to talk about it. The X Men '97 trailer uh, mm-hmm. from Disney. It looks phenomenal. This is what a
1: smart choice,
2: right? This is the yeah. X Men that we remember. I, I love their choice with the animation. How it looks and feels, you know, just like what we're used to, just with a little more polish to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I can't wait for this to start to come out. Are you yeah, going to start watching the sure. old ones? I, don't, I, I actually put them on like three or four weeks ago. And before yeah. this was announced, I put on a couple episodes and then I, it just feels so good to watch it again. But yeah. it's a commitment. And it's like, oh man, I'm gonna have to rewatch the whole series. So I stopped right at, like after two episodes. Uh, but I think I might, I might not just rewatch the whole series.
0: If you watch a little more than two a day, then you'll be caught up before this one comes out.
2: No, yeah, that's your schedule. Do six a day. Get it.
0: An Any highlights time. from the trailer that you guys want to talk about? I'll talk about the fact that somebody brought up a good point. Gene Grey looks pregnant in this, and there's a toy for the Goblin Queen coming out, so it might be Jean Grey's clone uh, that's pregnant. It might be that whole storyline. So, ooh, it gets complicated in X Men me <laughs> cartoons. We'll see how it goes. Any highlights that you guys saw? Yeah, say so Storm's haircut was rad. Yeah, it is. I'm looking at it you right now. She had the mohawk; it was great. <laughs> yes, I'm glad they updated that a little bit. And it still feels '90s because I mean, yeah, I remember yeah. wanting a mohawk and having to be okay with a flat top instead. So, yeah, <laughs> which is what yeah. Beast has. <laughs>
2: How do you think the writing is going to be? Do you think it's going to be a lot like what we are used to, or they're going to kind of modernize the stories and the challenges they face?
0: We were lucky enough to have a short interview with Larry, who worked on the first one, and three of the original writers worked on this as well so nice. it has some of the original team that's going to be pretty solid but i think there are things we do know by the way that the maturity rating went up on this before mm-hmm. it was uh not suitable for under seven now it's not suitable for under 14
1: so maturity's
0: there but well yeah. i like
1: that when stuff like that ages with the audience right man. like harry yeah. potter is kind of like a prime example of that rating choice yeah yeah man
2: and i, w- I wonder this the setting will it take place in the 90s like what we w- used to watch or will there be you know modern technology and teslas and stuff like that in the 97. show. '97. It's going to take yeah. place in '97 which is the end yeah, of the okay. original series. Okay. Yeah. good that, that makes sense. It's just, you know, you never know. It, we had such an advancement technology it'd be very different show to show it, <laughs> you know, nowadays.
0: I'm so happy to see Gambit back cuz Gambit has not has gotten the shaft. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but the shaft from since yeah. the original 90s cartoon. Wait, we, we have it. He needs a full movie in Marvel world, but right. at least we're seeing the OG gambit coming back and him and wolverine working together charging the claws and there has been a heated debate online of whether or not wolverine would just straight up blow up because he like charges kinetic energy so it's like as soon as wolverine hits something he'd blow up other people are like no he does it with his bow staff as well he can't just empower things mm-hmm. and i love that that feels like a better debate than like this casting doesn't work you know yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying <laughs> yeah. good comic book debate again that's fun and i'd
2: imagine he can regulate how much charge he puts in something right so if he really wanted to i'd imagine he could put enough charge it would probably take him a while to destroy adamantium or he could just put enough charge that it would emanate from the adamantium and not really you know demolecularize it or whatever
0: you know yeah and what's nice is when you're writing it you'd be like yeah he can now so (laughs) we'll see what they want to do with that uh, we discussed this in full with a, like a 28 minute uh, discussion on this with Thomas, who's, you know, he's one of those guys that reads all the X- X-Men stuff. So check out Challenge the guys, we put out a special episode just about this. We're moving on to the next thing here and we have got Respawn is working on a new Star Wars video game. They have a multiple Star Wars video games, but this one is newly announced. It's going to be a Mandalorian first person shooter Star Wars game. I think this is a good choice because if you guys have played The older public, which is an old MMO that they came out with and it's still active, there's like two million active players uh i was i was a bounty hunter and the array of gadgets you had made that class so fun and it felt like when you walked into a jedi battle with a jedi or whatever or sith you were immediately underclassed but as you kept using your tools you started to snowball and all of a sudden they couldn't keep up with all the stuns and shields and flare fire i cannot wait to experience that with the polish of some of the other things that respawn's done with like apex legend and stuff like that so i can't wait to play that
2: yeah. It sounds like a lot of fun, especially like for what you're saying, it's there's So there's such a, uh, customizable class, I guess there, there are yeah. people that change, you know, their, their, uh, armor and stuff like that all the time and have new technology. So it'd be fun. Cause you would, you would really tailor your character to what uh, type of fighting style you like and everything. So, you know, versus being a Jedi where it's like, uh, you can kind of learn more of this force move or that force move, but they don't use phasers. They don't use jetpacks, They use, the same kind of moves uh but yeah mandalorian is so customizable that'd be kind of fun and we you know going sorry not just being like a shooter but kind of an adventure game uh it'd be kind of fun you get to i'm imagining travel through different planets and explore in the game as well right
0: yeah we don't have a we don't have a timeline for this but it sounds like like a, if i were to pick a timeline for the mandalorian is to make it as soon as you know uh thrawn and his troops arrived in the galaxy so suddenly mm-hmm. you're reached out to by the pro- Republic and they're like, we need help. Just can you help us in any way? And you're going right. around like spotting out places and kind of pushing back on this new threat that just popped up. Or they could do a pre-Grogu time because he was a bounty hunter for a long time before then, but you don't have that shiny armor and that shiny armor is 60s all hell. So
1: I think they got to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Alan about all this? I mean, smart decision, smart studio. They They got a proven track record. And if you're going to make a game like this, you got to make it good. Um, I feel like with the way everything is nowadays, especially with how games are made, because things need to be uh, palatable through uh, like social media quick hit means too. Like, I mean, what sells? it's like uh, Hell Divers too right now. Yeah, yeah, huge. And it's uh, it's kind of like Lethal Company, right? Like the what's selling people on it, and one of the things that sold me and my my play group. Is just the stupid stuff we're seeing, like in memes and like in these like short quip videos of like people running, and then someone one of their friends just immediately explodes, right? Yeah. hilarious <laughs> stuff um so i I don't want to say the day of the single player game's over. That's not it at all, but I feel like a lot of stuff legitimately will we'll see more content put out if we have like a strong at least multiplayer sense. so I'm hoping that there's some really good multiplayer. Because, you know, like you were saying, like it'd be great, like if you could pick like a tank class, healer class, or what sniper class, and then we just get to go and just do stupid stuff on a planet together. Oh, you know, kind of pick it up. So like many a Desti- yeah, <laughs> set it up like a destiny type, right? Yeah. Like that would just be so much fun just to do it that way. Just a good PvE system. I'm cool with that. And if you want to put PvP in, hey, even better. Yeah. It could really be
0: the start of a whole franchise for them if they do that. Mm-hmm. Um what are your thoughts on it being first person or third person?
1: I know that this is going to be a very wide uh, net about the cast, <laughs> so mm-hmm. just bear with me. Uh, do you guys remember the game Odd World Stranger's Wrath?
0: Nope. Oh, god, that sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, I think I remember Oh that. man, yeah. it was awesome. Um, and that game was, it had a good healthy blend between first person and third person. So like if you were in town, you could do third person. Whenever your character sprinted, he was third person. But whenever he did combat, he was first person. And he just had a wider range of just these crazy weapons and stuff like that. None of the stuff fits with Mandalorian. But with all the stuff that you can do, think about how impactful it's going to be to be first person and then you shoot flames out of one of your gauntlets or you shoot a net and pull someone in and then you get to do a move and bash their face in. Right. Right. It's just going to be, yeah, I think the first person will give it a lot more impact.
0: I remember Oddworld. I think that was the one, too, just real quick. I think that was the one where, like, there was a certain vendor that you had to be at night to go Mm -hmm. to. And so you change the clock on your Xbox to go visit him at night and get the... Yeah, see, I never did that because I was
1: never a coward. I played by the rules.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was the coward.
2: (laughs) I think first person in the game is a lot better for combat, too. It makes it feel a lot faster and you're more engaged in it. But when you're like traveling or doing something that's obviously slower in the game, it just makes it feel so much slower. So going to third person for something like that, and you can kind of, I don't know, enjoy the the nature and the surroundings a little more. But yeah, I think I think it's good for it to be able to switch back and forth and not be stuck in one or the That'd other. Be nice. Indiana Jones is going to be that way
0: where it switches back and forth. I find it like it takes a little bit more time for me to get used to it than I think a third person does, but it is more immersive. I, I mean, I've talked about it before, but like every time I play Skyrim again, I find myself just stopping and watching the the weeds move and just be like, God ah, damn, this game is beautiful still. It's crazy.
2: Yeah. yeah. So
0: yeah, I think there's, there's definitely some value there. It's just, it might be a, a bit to get used to it. Yeah. All
2: right. So while we're on the topic of star Wars, I want to jump in and say, Samuel L. Jackson wants to get back into the star Wars universe. Do you yeah. guys have an idea how he can, I have a, I have a kind of a crazy idea, but do you guys have a, a, an idea of how he can get brought back in a new show or movie or series that you think would be good for him
1: man i really don't yeah that's the thing like whenever i read the the show notes and stuff i was like i I didn't know he was trying to do this unless he's just wanting to reprise a role i don't know
0: yeah and and my whole thing is like i think star wars has a marvel problem where death has to start mattering here pretty soon because Mm -hmm. they keep bringing people back we would have you know jedi ghosts that kind of cheat and we need some characters to just it's okay to feel bad about it, or else you're gonna have a loki where it's like there's always going to be a loki no matter how many times he dies and now he's the god of everything essentially so yeah i'm hoping they don't bring him back as much as i freaking love me some samuel jackson
2: so i have an idea that might break the two franchises or make them better by connecting them because oh, no. he was supposed to die <laughs> he's supposed to die when uh, when anakin's doing his rampage at Order 76. Yeah, supposedly he's one of the Jedis that stood up and, and fought back and he, was cut down, he, right?
0: Real quick, he died uh, when he went to go arrest Palpatine. And Palpatine did the lightning on him. He, he bounced it back to Palpatine. That's why he's got an effed up face. And then uh, distraction for Mannequin, he throws him out the window.
1: I was going to say, didn't, didn't he get chucked out the window? Uh, yeah. So we don't see him die, though. He's
2: falling to his death, right? That's the kind of thing that's everybody's pitching. Eligible. And that's what okay.
0: actually Samuel Jackson himself said. He's like, he hadn't died yet. He's he's fine. He's still hanging off the sub Okay. He,
2: that's yeah. good, because Nightcrawler was the one I was seeing. We have somebody jump in and take him and say, you're needed somewhere else. They teleport him out of out of the Star Wars oh galaxy, and he's actually being brought to start uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. in the Marvel Universe. So it actually <laughs> <Hell laughs> no. connects the two. It yeah. would be a whole other movie <laughs> that you'd have to develop oh, the you know, damn. arc. But what made him want to become the the head of S.H.I.E.L.D.? It's like, oh, wait, there's a much bigger threat out there. You guys don't even know. It's called the Empire. It's in another galaxy and they're going to be at our doorstep before you know, so we got to build a defense system over here.
0: Did Bam. you get this from your from Marco, your four-year-old son? Is this yeah. who came up with this <laughs> idea? <laughs> Two years, almost three-year-old, but yeah. Oh, there we go. That's <laughs> uh, good to remember, because I was about to buy him something for a four-year-old. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, Jordan, that is so outlandish, but, um, you know, fanfic exists for a reason. I, <laughs> I like that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, I so, never thought Darth Maul would be back, and the dude got cut in half, and then he's, right? you know, he's very there active. You so,
2: they you just go. keep bringing everybody out. So I don't I don't did J, did Samuel Jackson say in an interview or anything like that what he thinks how he thinks his character can come back?
0: Yeah, his pitch is the fact that his character is back and it never died; and just barely survived. And then the a Disney Plus series, which is what he wants, would be follow him as an old man trying to heal up from his wounds and find out what it's like to be a Jedi and survive Order sixty six, and show his younger version just first join in the Jedi Order and doing go through the training and kind of linking the two of like learning what it's like to be a Jedi again because he's very much. I would argue probably the biggest example of the Jedi order was wrong in the prequels and they got wow. too over bloated and whatever. And so it'd be good for him to kind of find the Jedi way again, the real Jedi way. That was of pitch. pitch.
2: I did <laughs> <it> too. <Yeah.
0: laughs> uh, last bit of news before we get into some reviews and we're talking about Horus two, um, Xbox wanted to come out and kind of confirm some stuff because we had been talking about this already, Jonathan, but like Xbox is thinking about taking games and putting it on other systems and whatnot. So they wanted to confirm some things. First off, there are four games that they're going to be releasing on other systems, including PS5. Two of them are bigger exclusives, but they're a year old, and it sounds like that's kind of the policy. They're a year old already. And two of them are smaller games that were never really meant to be exclusives, but like, I'm going to guess it's Ori and the Blind Force. Those are just really good example of that. Next, they announced that Activision Blizzard is definitely going to be joining Game Pass, starting with Diablo 4 uh Personally, I'm waiting for the World of Warcraft news. I, I mean, that will make it or break it for me, and I think it's a really big deal. um And then, yeah, they said that the Xbox hardware will always exist, so don't worry about them going virtual and like that. They will always make the Xbox hardware. The next one is expected 2027, and they said it will be the largest leap in hardware technology up to this date ever. Like from one generation to the next, it'll be the largest leap ever, which is saying a lot. So, sure. let's go to you, Alan.
1: What do you think about Xbox's position right now in the brand? Uh, I mean, here's the thing, like, and now this is going to sound, uh, it's going to sound more harsh than what I, what I, what I mean it to, but Frank, I mean, you know, I mean, all of us, God, everyone listening here, I'm, I'm sure has played a video game at some point. Right. Uh, you know, think about gaming 10, 15 years ago, like console wars was a thing. Yeah. It was like <laughs> you lost friendships over. It. Right. Oh, like and and how much of a gut punch was it whenever you got a game on, you know, PS3 and you found out your buddy got it on Xbox 360 and you can't play together and you didn't have a job and want to go out and buy an extra copy of the game. Right. <laughs> like, you know, that stuff like sucked. Um now how everything is, like, one of the first things I look for is like cross-platform. And that's becoming like so it's such a staple. For a lot of this stuff, you know, um, again, because it's it's how we're consuming stuff. You know, PlayStation now is putting, you know, God of War is on Steam. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, it, for uh, Horizon, it's on Steam as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. so it's yeah, Spider-Man. It's, okay, yeah, so, yeah, do you have to wait a year to get it? Yeah, sure. But now the days of, like, I, I think that they these companies started realizing, like, the, the gotcha tactic is slowly fading away, right? Like, yeah, you're going to have your diehards. Um, and like, if you see, if, you know, what sold me on getting a PS5 was a Demon Souls remake. And after that, dude, I never touched it. <laughs> like, yeah. like my PS5 literally just sits there and and I just play on my PC. Like, I, I think it got absolutely burnt up though when uh, Hogwarts Legacy came out. And after that, like that was, that was really it. And, and, but how much of a gap was that? Until that game came out, versus you know when it launched. Um, and I, I think though, by Xbox doing this, it's very uh, it's very forward thinking. And you know, people are going to like the system that they like. You know, it, Xbox hardware is always going to be here, even if Halo or or whatever exclusive, a new Gears of War game is 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 coming out. Yeah, even if they put it on PC or Xbox, people are still going to have their favorites. Uh, even if they put it out on PS5, people are still going to have their favorites, man. I don't know. I, I just think that, like, again, the console war thing is is kind of arbitrary at this point, right? People are going to get what yeah. they what they want to like. Now, with that being said, uh, the antithesis to that is Nintendo, because over their dead body, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you still want to play your Mario games, play Pokemon, you, you know what you got to do. You, you can't wait oh, for it to yeah. hit Steam in a year and a half.
0: Yeah. There's a reason Power World is so big is because people are just like, I want to play a Pokemon game on yeah. something different than Nintendo. Um,
1: yeah, dude. I love Pokemon. Pokemon games are a blast. I, I would just love to see them be on the hardware that they deserve. Yes. Totally I, I would love to see a game on Unreal Five, like just just Last of Us quality, right? Oh on on a game like that. Like, could you imagine? Oh. Man. No one would leave.
0: Yeah, I just downloaded Power World and I'm so excited to try it out. Uh, I was like, I was one of those who was like, uh, I'm not going to get support them. They're, you know, copying, yada, yada, yada. But then it's on Game Pass and I got Game Pass. So I was like, yeah. oh shit, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> they got me.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, crap, they know how to get you. But yeah, no, I think Microsoft's making making a lot of smart decisions. And um, I mean, I support it. Like I supported it whenever Sony decided to make the things. And, you know, I'm, I'm a huge, uh, when it comes to consoles, I've always been a PlayStation guy. And I, I got stoked whenever I found out I could start playing games on PC because I don't. It's, it's, that's my that's my console choice or my platform of choice, I should say. But like you know, still a PlayStation three and three. So, and I, I I feel the same with PlayStation. It's going to be the same. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. So.
0: Yeah, PCs always going to be better. And, and nowadays, mm-hmm. I kind of find myself like if I'm, if it's going to be a shooter, PC hands down. If it's going to be one of those where I know I'm going to be sinking hours into, yes, PC for sure. But I mean, if it's one of those hack and slashes, I got a war is a really good example. I prefer playing that one yeah. on the console, but you know. Mm-hmm.
1: And, well, but then what I look for on a console game too is not multiplayer. So like, that's where I prefer to play my single player experiences.
0: That's a great point. So
1: yeah. Yeah. Because like, you know, when I'm on my PC, I want to play with my friends and stuff, or mm. I'm going to be putting a dumb amount of hours just to be legend and Hearthstone for it to mount to nothing. <laughs>
2: so. Or is Heroes
1: of the Storm, that's not getting yeah. any updates. You take that back, and you delete me <laughs> off of this, off this stupid podcast. I see you. I see you on
0: Heroes of the Storm on Discord. And I'm just like, keep that torch dude, going, buddy. I
1: appreciate Hots, it. Hots is an inc- Hots is the best MOBA out there, and I don't care what anyone says. I fully agree with you. I, yeah. As a
0: Malfurion main, I fully agree with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brightwing, dude. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. Brightwing. It's a beautiful Ragar. game. It yeah. is. uh, oh, damn you, Blizzard! I know. <laughs> Why do I love you so? I know. God. One of the smart moves is the fact that they're waiting a year. So they mentioned it. Phil Spencer mentioned it. We're not making any more money on these games. So might as well, what the hell, get a few PlayStation money, dollars as well. And also, Mm -hmm. you're not going to expand the brand anymore by staying on one console. So you need to be able to. And then they said cross play and cross save is required for everything that goes cross. And that's one thing I always check for is cross save. Because if I want to play Minecraft Uh on the PC, I want to be able to continue in the VR or something like that, so I love that too, Jonathan. Any yeah. thoughts on this?
2: Well, I was wondering. I know uh, Sony has a VR system, but uh, but Microsoft doesn't have one yet, do they?
0: No, but they partnered with Meta, so like I'm playing Xbox games right now through VR, and I'm like I'm playing Assassin's Creed right now in VR.
2: Okay, so that's what I was wondering. That was going to be their big leap in technology is their new system is made to operate with VR.
0: With 2027, we might have good enough VR for that to be the case. I think uh, Apple Apple's VR. Is a very good escalation in VR. It's just not affordable for anybody who's smart yeah, with their it's money.
2: Thirty five hundred, I think, right? It's just ridiculous. It, yeah. It's fun to watch people use it, but
0: there's no way. I even... It, it, yeah. not yeah, when yeah, I have sometimes. a MetaQuest three that does it all that I want to do. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, listen, I'm still barely like trying to talk myself out of getting a Steam Deck. I can't imagine, <laughs> you know, like sinking that into a VR. When you want to
0: buy a Steam Deck, you let me know you could buy mine because oh, I just God. don't use it at all.
1: That, well, okay. Again, that's what I'm afraid is going to happen. I'm afraid yeah. I'm going to buy this thing and be like, "Man, this is rad," and then that's it. <laughs> you yeah. <know? laughs> yeah. So you get a train
2: ride every day. It's perfect. But <laughs> yeah. if you have exactly. if you come home to your computer every day, then why would you? You don't yeah. need it. You know, it's, it's redundant. I'm
0: playing Advance Wars on the Nintendo Switch right now. I'm just like looking over at the Steam Deck, like you expensive paperweight son of a bitch. <laughs> and I used to great on the. I took a cruise. It just was rom and games like crazy. I have a bunch of roms and emulators on it, and uh, that was wonderful. But other than that, I really haven't given it the time it deserves, and it plays games well. Like control and stuff like that, it plays great. But yeah, I just don't. I just don't. I mean, I have this computer. If you don't have this mm-hmm. computer, then okay, yeah, definitely get a Steam Deck. But when you have a computer like this, it's just not justified. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then yes, for Blizzard, Activision, Blizzard coming over there, they're really leaning on Call of Duty. They mentioned it a couple times. Diablo going to be free. That's fine and all. World well, of Warcraft. I think if they make that fifteen dollars sub part of the Game Pass, I know they're like technically losing money. Didn't start off, but I just canceled my sub on WoW because I'm kind of playing less, and I'll fire it up here in a couple months. I would keep it going if it had Game Pass as well. I think mm. that's a way to kind of like fill the gaps, and so I'm hoping that they do that as well.
2: As they expand their library, and if maybe they were to bring in World of Warcraft, would you expect them to do within Game Pass just a tiered subscription system that includes WoW? Yeah, like if they say WoW is part yeah. of it, but it's part of our premium package, which is twelve ninety nine. You can get the base package for five five, mm-hmm. $5. ninety nine or something like that, and then you know for eight bucks or whatever you get a little of you know a lot yeah, of the I games. Yeah, there's like half like, price
0: but... for the wild WoW subscription. I I think that would be a smart move. I, I'm cool. I bet all people do that because I'm already sorry. I snorted there because I'm already <laughs> doing both. And yeah. by the way, the ultimate is seventeen dollars It's not twelve or anything like that. So uh,
2: oh, they, so do they already have a tiered system? Is that what you're saying? And they game? do. Yeah, there's core
0: that has uh. twenty five games to pick from, and then there's ultimate that has everything, including the streaming for the headset for the VR. Mm. So that's the one I have to do. But I just go to CDKeys. This is a little trick for you guys. Go to CDKeys.com. It's $3 for a one month of Ultimate. And then just add it to the account. And you're fine. So, Mm. What to save money. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's move on to our review, Madam Web. I'm just going to start right now and tell you guys. All the shit reviews you guys have been hearing are all accurate. And I'm not going to hammer on with more of those. So, what I want from you guys is to ask any questions you might have. I'm sure you guys are seeing all these bad reviews as well. I will say before we get started into that is while this movie is, I mean, terrible, I have truly enjoyed everybody's reaction to it. And it, <laughs> very, it reminds me of, there's Jonathan, there's that old viral video. I won't say the exact name for it, but there's an old viral video that came out before that was a uh, cup focused.
2: Oh, that the yes. whole
0: point was just watching people's reactions. And yeah. right now that's what this is. It's like, somebody's like, Oh, I'm going to go watch matter Whip like, Text me immediately when you get out of that thing. I want to know. And so I do think there's a lot of fun surrounding this movie right now. And it's just people that are like, and the other thing too, is it's nice that people are dogging on it for things that are worthy dogging on it. Not to be like, Oh, it's all girls. I mean, get over yourself. (laughs) It's terrible writing. It's ADR that doesn't match. It seems like it's a Godzilla movie from the fifties. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's that bad. Um, any
2: questions? I wonder how it's doing on their sales. That it's so bad that people are going to see yeah. how bad it is. They want to watch the train wreck. How wonder? Yeah, if that's see, it's it's different,
1: them. right? Like if the film were just to be like incredibly mediocre, or even just one yeah. step down, it would probably make less in the box office than it would be just being a pile of crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's that morbid curiosity, right? Yeah,
2: I'm thinking like Green Lantern. A lot of people didn't like it, but I don't think it, it was this well hated that people would go to theaters to watch how bad it is, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. it was mean bad, but not like, I mean, this level where the conversation around the movie is never about any special effect. I mean, it's just about how bad it is. And everything mm-hmm. that you could think about a movie is bad, is bad in this. Um, like, but your wife, Jonathan, when you talked about like how people are hating on this was like, oh, we should see it then. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she was saying. She's like, oh, well, and that gets actually do want to watch it anyways to see how yeah. bad it was we still haven't gone to see it because i was just like no i'm good <laughs> um but I, so i want to ask it seemed like it had a you know decent cast are there, any of the actors that actually do pretty impressive acting it was just the writing and editing was terrible around them so
0: it's really hard because the dialogue feels like it's chat gpt 3.5 writing it it's not uh-huh. even the expensive chat gpt <laughs> um and i will say i thought dakota johnson's acting is pretty solid of this and i'm not necessarily a big fan of hers um, mm-hmm. she's to me in my opinion very flat when she's acting and stuff like that like she doesn't have much uh, range. You know, whatever. Yeah. range yeah Um, and then after sitting on that for a while I realized what it is the casting was perfect because mm-hmm. she's her flat acting works very well for the Madam Webb character okay. um, everybody's going to watch Sydney's she just does not have a lot to say and she's the focus of the camera but not necessarily of any good dialogue it's very hard to make dialogue sound good that's that way mm-hmm. I will say Isabella Merced is fantastic she does a really good job, and I'm happy the fact that she's going to be a hot girl in the mm-hmm. uh, DCU now, but she's really good, and I, I think a highlight of the acting.
2: And the fact that making a hot girl movie, or, er, er, yeah, movie. she's going to be it, in the super,
0: Superman movie, not necessarily a full a hot girl movie.
2: Okay. It, well, whenever I hear people talk about um, Hawkeye, it, it always makes me laugh, because there's got to be a parody out there called Hot Guy, that's like a parody <laughs> of Hawkeye, and then, like, well, there's going to be a hot girl parody out there somewhere now, too, because it's going to be hot girl, hot girl. <laughs> I don't know. It just makes me laugh. It's <laughs> like every time we hear
0: that. <laughs> oh, man. Any questions from you, Ellen? Um,
1: not really, because I, I will watch it. Um, William,
0: okay.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, the only thing I have to say, I remember whenever the trailer came out, I just remember looking at this thing and thinking, man, this looks like a CW movie.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I tell you what, the why? flash is. Images like the Flash from the CW did a better job than this one, did CGI wise. Mm, yeah. Wow, it's rough. You you remember Harry Potter uh first one when he like he's on the back of that troll, uh-huh. or when he's on that broomstick hitting the side? You're like, man, that looks really bad. Looks like a cartoon. That's yep. the CGI when she's underwater in this movie, and that's mm, wonderful, insane. Yeah, it's crazy that got past
2: anybody. Did they just not have the same kind of budget that they do for all the other Marvel movies? They had the budget. They
0: just didn't care. I think a lot of people were kind of phoning this in. Yeah. People have been thinking like, well, maybe it's because Sony needs to make Spider-Man related movies so that they can keep the Spider-Man. Maybe that's the case. I don't necessarily know if that's the case. It's laughably bad. It's so bad that Dakota Johnson fired her talent agent already. Oh, wow. Who <laughs> Got her the role. It's crazy stuff. That's pretty bad. So,
2: I know. I, I've heard that the writing was a big problem in it, too. But do you think the movie could be like if they took all the original shots and re-edited it, you know, put a bunch of money to, re- to re-edit, you think it would be salvageable? You think they can make a good movie out of it?
0: No, because to go to John, they changed the script after she accepts the movie. So they've shot what they saw and it's edited what they filmed. But, but before that, apparently it was better. Now we're going off to go to Johnson's words. She still got paid for this movie. Everybody got paid for this movie. So we can't necessarily yeah. say anybody's a winner, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. All right. So the one thing I will complain about because I haven't seen anybody else mention this. So I want to get that one out. There is the bad guy Ezekiel. He gets his powers from a magic spider. Um, that he steals from um, Webbs mom. And he has a dream that 10 years in the future, the, spa- the spider women are going to kill him. So the thing that bugs me, this takes place in 2003, so think about those computers. He wakes up, he explains to his girlfriend exactly what happened, like we did just see it on screen. And then later on, he's talking to his computer tech, you know, the, the, his Girl Friday, basically. And not only does out of explanation, does he explain perfectly what they all look like, and so she's able to mimic them on the computer. Then she's able to, Take their mask off somehow with computer magic, anti age them 10 years, and it's exactly what the actresses look like. And I'm just like, <laughs> that's so, I mean, that's impossible times three over. It doesn't make any sense, though. So, yeah, oh, that kind of movie. <laughs> it's
2: like, uh, what was that movie with Will Smith? Um, he's being hunted, and he, I can't remember the name of the movie. It's such a good movie, too. But uh, well, he has a bag, anyways, it has a thing in it. And they these guys Jack Black is an actor in in, in that scene too. Oh God. They get a uh, like a gas station camera shot of the bag, and somehow through that terrible image, they're able to like zoom in and remaster it, do a three D image of it, and they oh, can no. tell what's in the bag. And it's like, dude, that's there's oh. no way. There's no way. Uh, Enemy of the State, I think.
0: Oh yeah, there's a yeah. lot of computer magic in Enemy of the State, actually. It, yeah. yeah,
2: I'm like they're trying to be super high tech, and it's like I think we all agree that like, you guys can't do that with that level of technology, but.
1: It looks good today, whatever. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I don't want to keep dogging on this, guys. Go watch it if you want. I mean, you will legit laugh watching this because of how bad choices are. There's three Pepsi commercials in this thing, like legit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Uh, anyways, and so uh, if you want to talk to me offline about how bad it is, I'm totally down for that because I'm enjoying the hell out of that of uh, people reacting to it. But it is as bad as you guys think. And I'm giving it a four out of 10, pretty much a three out of 10, though. So just kind of keep in mind. That and then I was telling Alan. The only thing that's worse than that, I think, is twisted pair. So um, I think you're wrong, but we'll talk yeah. about that later. <laughs> oh my god. So, so Alan and me were gonna watch that movie together, and you know, review it. And so I'm like, okay, you know, things happened, we couldn't do it. But then another podcast asked me to join them and review that movie. So I'm like, okay, let me watch this movie. And it was it was <laughs> hard to get to that movie. And I tried it's to like, like, okay, keep my phone away from me because I'm so tempted to just like look at anything else than this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a
1: hard movie. Yeah, it's for it's uh, not for the week, man.
0: No, and I, yeah, I was very weak, so it didn't help. Uh, <laughs> let's end by talking all about Alan and Horace too. um This is, what number comic book are you on at this point? I mean, you've been doing this for a while now at this point. God, it's like number 10 or something crazy, crazy now.
1: Like whenever <laughs> I
0: think about it, yeah. Are you now, do you find yourself more a comic book writer than your daytime job? Or are you still daytime job? This oh, is no, hobby. dude,
1: definitely still daytime job. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm more stressed <laughs> about that than I am comic book stuff. As soon as I start oh, nice. becoming stressed about comic books, that's when I'm like, oh, cool, I made it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, new thing to stress out about. Yeah. Oh, man. Can you
0: explain to us uh, the creative process behind this? What did it go into, like, creating a sequel to something that is a spinoff? Like, there's, there's layers to this.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, dude. Horace has been just an absolute blast to work on. Uh, whenever we try to go into anything, we always, uh, you know, like we've talked about before, the the number one thing is, are we having fun doing this? And and that's the thing with Horace too. And the one thing that we we find ourselves working around is Kit. And what I mean by that is, we are making sure that the artwork does justice for what Kit can do too, and the the script. So like a lot of the script that we write with this thing is real bare bones. Uh so because we just want Kit to have fun. You know, we want him to be able to go in there and just just be himself. <laughs> hey, and is we that want unique this in comparison to like your other comic books? Um yeah, well so like with it's with Brian, uh you know, working on pocus or grandma chainsaw, it's it's honestly kind of the same thing to except you know, with with the other stuff with Brian, we're we're following the thoughts, feelings, concerns of all of these other people, right? Yeah. And the other thing, though, that we have to think about with Kit is we're really focusing on Horace. So, like with Grandma, you know, we we had eight characters on screen at one point. You know, uh, Pocus. We have to worry about uh, Pocus and Emily and Horace and the demon and how they're all interacting with each other. But with this, we just kind of care about Horace. (laughs) We just let him go. Yeah. It seems like
0: you get to have a little more fun with this in a Mm -hmm. way. um, Yeah. Where it's more almost like free range creativity than it is to have like as much structure as you absolutely need to
1: go. A hundred percent.
2: So I wanted to ask to me, like it seems like writing the story would be kind of the fun part, but, and you have a artist that does the drawing, which would, scare the hell out of me I I can't draw for nothing but what's the like most challenging part what kind of if you could you know give it to somebody else or not have to do would you kind of give up in this process
1: I would give up the well other than paying for it um, <laughs> <go>. I, yeah <laughs> Um, God I don't or mind is, because... is it all
2: just fun and easy and yeah, I mean it's
1: <laughs> the kickstarters are hard like, oh, okay. like I wish if I could do it, if I could give up anything, I would give up the stress of the Kickstarter. Right. Like, I wish I could just push that off on somebody else and and then know that the thing is going to do really well, because that's the thing. Like, yeah, you know, I joked at the beginning of the show, um, you know, hey, we're already funded and stuff like that. But you never know. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we've we funded on day one, thankfully, with with all the projects that we've done. But the other issue too is, is we, you can't always count on that
2: mm-hmm.
1: because this stuff is so volatile, Frank, as you know, too, right? Yeah. Like, God, it just,
0: <laughs> it's, there's a lot to it. What, what is it like when you're having, um, I, I know at this point now you're interviewing on many podcasts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What is that process like? Are you excited to kind of ramp up the telling other people about the new comic book? Or does that feel like, oh boy, here we go again?
1: Um, no, I mean, I always get stoked to talk about it because it's okay. a passion project at the end of the day. And I want people to care about my passions. Right. Yeah. I, I know that may sound you know like an oxymoron or, or whatever, but <laughs> like I mean, it's the truth though. Like I, I want people to to care about what I care about. Yeah. So yeah.
0: You're one of the best at the game, I'm gonna be honest with you, but I've seen oh, a lot of people you. now at this point that have been like uh, you know a oh, new comic books out and, and so here, here's here's these emails coming in and stuff like that and so i'm like i must i feel bad for some of these comic writers when i'm just like here they go and they're, yeah. they're for full schedules
1: <laughs> that's a tough one well I, I appreciate it man yeah like i said the art you know the, the big thing is is just making sure again like i said at the end of the day we're having fun yeah like that is number one and everything else will follow like, well, we'll we'll get to where we need to get to eventually. Um, but as long as we're staying, and, like, and I hate this phrase, but stay true to yourself. As long as you're still <laughs> staying true to yourself and like where your vision is, then you'll be fine. And, and that's kind of like what we're trying to do. Speaking
2: of vision, while you're making this, do you already kind of have like a an idea of what the next like three or four comics you want to write are? Do you have kind of a projection? Yeah, for the uh, future?
1: Unfortunately, yeah. Um, <laughs> because... <laughs> We're we are very forward thinking with mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and we we don't want to go into anything, especially a new series or anything like that. Thinking like, oh god, what are we gonna do now? Mm-hmm. We we always want to make sure, like, how can we top ourselves? And and I like to try to marinate on ideas. So mm-hmm. if I really think about it, and I think it's crap. After a while, then i we're, we're fine, right? Because if if the idea has stuck with me long enough. Then I think it's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. You ever run into writer's block, and if so, how do you break past that? Yeah, whenever I run into writer's block, uh, I just don't write. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, I, you I, I don't, I don't sit there and like try to force it or anything like that. I literally, I just, I just back away, right? Yeah, and I just let it happen. However, the it needs to
0: storm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell us about how how people can get this new book and and uh, follow you up
1: yeah so we um we're launching on kickstarter on tuesday like i said so you can follow us on kickstarter um just search horse and hell grandma chainsaw pocus hocus any one of those and it'll lead you right to our uh our kickstarter land. yeah and who is this book uh published through oh uh, we're right. actually going through bad bug on this one okay cool
0: i love the yep. bad bug guys you know they're just they're all awesome mm-hmm. okay, so that's that's wonderful
1: yeah really good friends of ours uh just great guys all around and uh, they got a lot of good stuff coming out too, and we're uh, we're hoping yeah. to be able to do a uh, a cross promotion where if you back our book and you back peri- or not Periwinkle God, so you to talk to Scott about it. Cupid, Uh Cupid, yeah, if you back yeah. that, you'll uh you'll get a print from us too. Oh well,
0: well, I might be yeah. lucky then, cause I buy both. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that works
0: out pretty well. yeah uh, that it's, Cupid's yeah. a great story too, guys. Check that out. And uh, Periwinkle, oh God, that again, Battle Bug is kicking butt all right guys thank you very much for joining us make sure you guys check out challenge accepted next week we're doing a deep dive on dune and we're doing a giveaway thomas just secured this our giveaway over challenge accepted is going to be the famous dune popcorn bucket Ooh, so nice. yes if you want one of these <laughs> infamous popcorn buckets and you can do whatever you want with it i'm not going to question it. Oh. <laughs> go over to challenge accepted and uh listen in for details all right guys thank you very much for joining us uh, and we'll see you next week bye mm-hmm. bye all
1: right see everybody